to an extra spooky edition of the UW Film Club podcast, where each week we invite a member on to talk about a film they want to talk about. It could be a good movie, bad movie, topical, or anything in between. In this case, it's, it's a topical. spooky movie. And very spooky here. This should be releasing leading up to Halloween week. And we brought on Hank Showalter. Yep. Hi, everyone. I'm Hank Showalter. Give us, a, give us a little bit of a, a little background for you. Oh, wait, hold on, we gotta... Yeah, who's on we do this that, podcast, Greg? There's other, there's other spooky ghouls and gals on here. We oh got, my god. We got Sierra. Hello. And we've got Louie. Hey. I'm gonna try to put as many puns in this, uh, this here podcast don't, as we can. Don't like do that. It. Uh, but yeah, Hank, tell us a little bit about yourselves. Well, I'm a senior in the math program at UW, and I really like horror. I watch more horror films than any other genre, probably more horror than all other genres combined. So I was really excited to come on here and talk about a horror film. Yeah. Uh, which horror film are you going to talk about today? Uh, today we're going to talk about The Evil Within. Not it's the a, game. Not the game. Very different from the game. Completely unrelated to the game. Um, but it's a 2017 horror film made by one of the, the heirs to the Getty dynasty, uh, the, the Getty oil dynasty. Andrew Getty. Andrew Getty. Um, he's now dead. He, he died shortly before the film came out. Um, and, uh, that is spooky. Well, I, I mean, there's, there's more than that. Yeah, more, yeah, that's no, super morbid. We actually want to talk about the backstory a little bit. Uh, this movie, I think, has been in production for 15 years. It was, you know, obviously Andrew Getty from the Getty family, the rich people. Uh, used all of his inheritance to make this movie. Someone say all the because money in the wanted... world. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he was he's just trying to make a movie. That's, yeah. that's what I got from it. Really. Well, he did make a movie. Well, he did make a movie. He yeah. Did. How much was his inheritance? Because the Gettys are massive. Oh, so rich. five million dollars. Yeah, five million. That was dollars. his inheritance. Well, he's just one of the Getty kids. You know, they've got yeah, a, lot. a lot of Getty. We gotta spread the wealth around. <laughs> Five, I don't know, five million is not, is that all? You know? Like, it's five million dollars. Well, yeah, but it's also a movie. But, but in the Getty, in the Old Man in the World, it seemed like he had astronomical amounts of money. Yeah, like, ungodly amounts though, of money. Though, you know? But to be fair, the, the, the Christopher Plummer character, I don't know, the, the, original, the OG Getty was super stingy with his money, so, I mean, maybe he was... Least maybe he only gave him five million. Yeah, I don't know. I was expecting anyway, way more. Anyway, tell us about... This, this man, what, why did he make this? Well, uh, it's, his motivation is actually a little bit unclear. Uh, what we do know is that in 2002, he decided to, to make a movie uh, with no prior filmmaking experience. As one does. As one does. <laughs> you know, he's like, I have like $5 million here, let's do this. So he hired a bunch of experienced actors and he bought some equipment and stuff. And he pretty much just jumped right into, into filming. And filming lasted five years. Yeah. Okay, so that explains the look of this movie. Because yeah. yes. it looks like it was set in the late 90s, early 2000s. The dude. But it came out in 2017. The, yep. the, the haircuts. The haircuts are terrible. All of the... The dude's shirts, like the super And the, like, satiny... blonde, the blonde tips are yeah. like a yeah. lot. Oh, yeah. And the, the fact that all of the TVs look like garbage and uh, yeah. they're listening to cassettes on tape. That explains a lot. Okay, yeah. yeah. Continue with what your, this, this narrative. So yeah, it begins in 2002, ends in 2007. 
And apparently there, there, there were like a host of issues throughout because like no one was really that like experienced with like camera work and stuff. And they spent a huge amount of the money like developing these in, interesting sounding camera Sounding a lot rooms. like The Room. Yeah, it sounds a lot. Cause, cause, Wait, that actually explains so much. I thought this felt like The Room while I was watching it. <laughs> if you go on Letterboxd. Oh my yeah. God. If you go on Letterboxd, one of the top reviews on there said it was a combination between David Lynch and Tommy Wiseau. Sorry, go ahead. That yeah. explains yeah. so much. That's, 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 that's pretty accurate for the look of the film. I'd say, but you can see like all the money they spent like on like camera rigs and yeah. stuff because there's like these like long smooth shots and there's these weird like mirror shots they yeah. do it all the yeah. time. So anyway, that's where a ton of the five million dollars went. The camera went work to... is the best part of this movie. Oh yeah, I agree. By, by a long shot, everything else is not very good. Uh, no, I, I th actually I, I will say I think that some of like the the, set the, design the slasher great. kills in yeah, the film are pretty, pretty excellent. But we're getting ahead of ourselves. Yes, uh, there was one thing that was interesting. They actually uh, spent a lot of money on the animatronics that was in the animatronics scene. Uh, so the, they the octopus, the octopus that's playing. Did all they spend them. a lot of money to make it <laughs> all look all the purpose? Is. No, they, they they built uh, an entire animatronic band, yeah. including yeah. an octopus designed to play the drums. But they they spent a lot of money on that. Like that yeah. that was that was apparently like they delayed like production while they were doing that. Is yeah, my understanding. Like yeah. it's they really wanted that octopus. They really <laughs> no wanted. comment. <laughs> it's a good octopus though. Like it was when we saw it, we we're like, "Oh shit, that's the octopus." But sure the octopus. <laughs> but uh, filming ended in two thousand seven, and that was kind of an ordeal in itself. Right? And then they filming. edited it for ten years. Ten, well, they didn't edit it. Andrew Getty himself edited it. He converted one of the rooms of his mansion into like an editing suite. And spent the next ten years editing it. At some point, developed a pretty serious recreational meth meth habit. Sure. Um, yeah. And that that was actually what led to his death. It was it was an ulcer yeah. brought on by all the recreational meth use. But yeah. So anyway, he spent the next ten years just doing meth I mean, and editing the film. I mean, he did a pretty good job editing it. Yeah, and, and uh, for uh, someone like, with no experience. Was he doing the VFX work though? Actually, it's my understanding that he was. Yes. It, it, like again, so like you know, impressive. these are a lot of this is pulled from articles from like the Guardian and like Reddit posts and stuff. But it's my understanding that the, a lot of the like the in camera effects and stuff were actually Andrew Getty going crazy in a room in his in his mansion. While I was watching this, um, my boyfriend was pointing out sort of the good, the good editing there, especially in the mirror scenes when he's switching between like uh, like demon him and like normal him they wait a second and they show you him physically changing his posture before they cut back to the mirror, cut back to him. Um, it was very, it was very cool. Good job editing, I, Mr. Getty. I, I thought all like those mirror switches were pretty cool yeah. to watch. Yeah. They, they, they were really smooth. And, yeah. really and the scene where he's laying on the ground and pulling the mirror towards him and pushing it away, that, that was, was all very cool. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I like that scene a lot. So where, where did everyone stand on this film? Like, who's I pro did. and who's con? I'm not. definitely pro. I love this movie. I'm pro for sure. I didn't like I'm it. I'm con for sure. <laughs> I'm not like, here's the thing. I'm not, I don't, I think it's hard to dislike this movie because it's sort of objectively bad in some ways. And so it feels kind of like kicking something while it's down. Like the plot in this movie is so shitty. It oh, makes yeah. no fucking sense. It's very bad. Um, but there are some things that are like really quite brilliant about it. Like the whole, the way the whole thing sort of combines to feel like a dream all the time with sort of the swooping camera angles and the, um, abrupt changes in time and location and the like weird elements of set design like the scene where um what's the brother's name the the blonde the, brother the blonde one um, whatever his name is whatever. mr good looking man um with bad hair he the scene where he's first in his therapist's office feels so like liminal because the 
Every, it's all lit so dark, so you can never really see the edges of the scene. And also his office is filled with like boxes for some reason, and you just don't know why, and it feels like every, every set feels dreamlike in some way. Um, and then also something I realized, which might have just been because of the limited tech that he had, everything is in focus all the time, which not only makes it feel kind of like the room, but it also, it makes it feel not like a movie. Like it makes it feel like you're show. dreaming. Yeah, like tell it, it looks like a daytime soap. It does have kind of that yeah. soap opera effect. Um, there was this tweet like a week ago that I saw. Again, I don't have a source. I just know I saw it and it really stuck with me. It was basically saying you can't watch a horror film like and not like it. Either either it, you say a horror film is bad, it's still something you want to watch. So either it becomes cult or it becomes a masterpiece. It's not true. There's, I don't, the, I don't ever want For me, though, I will, I'll, I'll, like, watch, I hate watching a bunch of bad horror movies. I don't ever want like, to watch I don't horror like movies. this film, but I didn't, I didn't I only, think I was like. I only watch horror time. movies when you guys make me watch them. I don't watch them for any other reason unless they're like culturally significant. Like, I watched Inheritance because everyone was like losing their minds about Inheritance. I, mean, hereditary. I lost. Hereditary. Or, sorry, yeah, Hereditary. Uh, I, I watched Get Out because everyone was losing their minds about Get Out, which, to be fair, great movie. But. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I w- wait, I was thinking of an example right now, but I actually lost my train of thought. So. Podcasting movie. Yeah, it's <laughs> great podcasting. Lovely. Uh, personally, I really, really enjoyed the film, especially for like some, some of the dialogue was, was gold. Like what? Like, I'm call the cops. <laughs> I don't want to. I don't want to. Yeah, that yeah. was perfect. Call the cops. And then the guy just replies, but I don't want to. That whole character Amazing. was very good. He was a great character. That was uh, such a weird moment of the film. It was the only moment of the film that felt stable. Like, it was the only mo- the only part of the movie that felt like a movie scene was when they were sitting at that, uh, like, roadside cafe, and it was just cutting from one to another in a stable way. It's very weird. Uh, I love how in that scene, uh, they don't really, you know, get rid of the original, you know, the character that they spoke to. He just, just stays like, there in the, in the background, back. and he's looking, and he's just, like, being weird. Yeah. And they actually have cuts so that you can see him staring at the <laughs> yeah. unfolding at the table. He's wearing um, a shirt that says "fuck you." It, he, it's good. It, actually, it was uh, saying "lucky you." Oh well, but the way he was wearing his yeah, you can jacket. just see the U C K. You can just see "uck you." Yeah, but oh, it I, says "lucky you." Oh, oh. I was with Sierra. I thought yeah. it was "fuck you." I F-U. definitely thought it said "fuck yeah. you." I, I did for a while, and then I saw the Y. Mm. And I, it was kind of. It actually says. Me. Fucky you. Fucky you. Yeah. Um. <laughs> um, I, I thought that scene was kind of interesting too, though, because like the the whole movie was kind of tonally inconsistent. Yeah. You know, there were kind of like moments of comedy throughout the movie, but then it also tried to be like very serious and dark, and they had like that like long opening like dark monologue. Yeah. But that scene was just like a microcosm of like a comedy film within yeah. this movie because they were making jokes in it. Uh, they're they're saying what was the one line like? Uh, it's okay it, to stink in the basement if you're if reading, reading the right, the right books. books. Yeah, yeah, like that, which uh, was objectively exactly. not funny. I mean, I was I was laughing. That was hilarious. Um, yeah. Especially yeah. when blonde, good-looking guy just says exactly, exactly. <laughs> yeah, that's a rule in my house now. Actually, for yeah. for someone who who's listening to this podcast and doesn't know what it's about. Can we get a brief synopsis? Well, you shouldn't be listening to this podcast if you haven't seen this movie. Go well, watch the movie. Pause was, it. Pause was, it. Come back. But I listen to podcasts when uh, when I haven't seen the movie just because I have a curiosity. Like, do I want to watch this movie? And I'll, then, I'll, then I'll listen to podcasts all right, all and right. reverse. I'm going to have you do the summary because oh, yeah. you brought this to the table. Okay. So, brief synopsis. 
Um, the, the film is about a mentally handicapped individual uh, of kind of unclear age. Who's he's uh, in his 30s. In his 30s, yeah. But I, I should say, in the beginning, he's mm, of yeah. unclear age. They don't mention his age until much later. Uh, but he's being cared for by his brother, um, and his brother delivers a kind of spooky-looking mirror to his room and tells him that he has to live with this mirror in his room. And as the movie unfolds, uh, the main character, the mentally handicapped individual, begins speaking to his own reflection in the mirror, mm -hmm. and it becomes clear that his own reflection is kind of like this, like, evil, demonic uh, being that, like, is just kind of, like, taking on his appearance. And this is also a demonic being that's been haunting him since before the mirror. Yeah. It's just manifesting as his own appearance now. Exactly, yeah. He, he's seen the demonic being, like, in dreams before, and there are times where his reflection will, like, morph into this, like, more clearly demonic being. Which, actually, speaking of, what was the deal with that? Was he CGI? Was he claymation? Was he a real human person? He was a human person that they were using stop motion on. Oh, okay. It yeah. was stop motion. It yeah. looked like stop we, motion. We were debating. We like, were trying to figure out like what Like the stony... The stone demon. Yeah, yeah the, the stone demon. That was a cool-looking dude. The, the effects surrounding that guy were dope. Yeah. yeah. I think... Yeah. The, you know, it's hard to come up with like a cool monster he look. He wasn't that scary. I don't know. Like, I actually got spooked when he came really? on screen a couple times. Yeah, yeah. And I don't know if it was his appearance, but they, they imagine kind of like swoop him into scenes mm -hmm. really unexpectedly, like the older brother would suddenly transform into him or yeah. something. So I, I felt like his appearance was just like him spooky moving around me. in the mirror was spooky for me. Yeah. Like when he starts getting farther and farther away or closer. Um, but the thing about this movie was, is I was trying to figure it out so much. Not sort of the plot, but like I was trying to figure out like what the hell was going on and why it looked so weird that I wasn't spooked by it very much because I was just kind of, I was coming at it from a very analytical perspective and not letting myself be scared by it, which actually makes it easier for me to watch horror movies, <laughs> yeah. personally. And this, Good there's, technique. there's definitely a lot to kind of like dissect in the movie, yeah. especially visually, because they do so many different like, so types much, of like effects my brain and like so filming styles. For me, yeah. for me uh, going off of Hank's point right there, um, there's like I I don't like the film, but I was watching it to see the effects because they're so weird. Weird, and either they're like really impressive between like that mirror where he's flipping it and just yeah. not. It's just all in camera, but the one they do out of camera stuff, it gets it's either really bad or weird. Like that spider, <laughs> that spider VFX was just like ooh, yikes. But then the other times, you're like, well. This is pretty visually appealing. Yeah. And the camera work was but, cool, too. Like, the scene where he's talking to... Who's the social worker? Mindy? I don't know. She's aggressive. She was yeah. like... Yeah. yeah. She, remember that once that one scene where it's um, a tracking shot and they're cutting between the pillars? Yeah, between that's the what pillars I was going to talk they about. Is they're just going to like go around and around and around. <laughs> and I think that's... Like, stuff like that. And then especially right after that scene, it... He gets up and he's like, well, Mindy, this has been fun. And he's saying that like down in the basement or wherever the fuck they are in this very dark red room. Um, and then like he ends the sentence as she's walking out the door. Like stuff like that really contributes to the dreamlike feel of the movie. The whole time I was trying to figure out like, is this all going to end up like having been a dream? I mean, I know they tell us it's like a never ending nightmare mm -hmm. from the beginning, but it's hard to say whether or not it actually is or whether or not that's just the life he's living. I do think that one of the things the movie did really well was sustaining the question of whether or not it's... Because yeah. like a lot of movies kind of like open up like everything's a dream and then mm -hmm. they don't really kind well, of address that, that later. But throughout the movie, they kept on actually having moments where you had no reason to believe it was a dream and then something would happen. Yeah. They yeah. told you it was. At one, what was it? The scene when the 
the couple, I think his name's John, whatever. John and his, uh, the wife, or not the wife, the girlfriend, when they're driving down the street and they're like, we don't recognize anyone. And then they stop over and they have that awkward conversation with the lucky you guy. I thought because, I thought because of his, his dialogue that I thought he was a dream entity and they were just like, like there was like some kind of projection or something. I thought that Barry got pulled in because this is after um, the demon has taken over Dennis's body, and I thought he was he was doing some magic or something to like deceive them, but I guess that was just real life. I but yeah, yeah. going to the point like yeah, I thought I thought when they were driving around, they were like I don't recognize anyone that it was a dream. There's in, also like in that scene. Sorry, no, stop me. But in that scene. Uh, for a second there, I thought that there was going to be another twist, and it turns out everything is in the dream of the brother rather than. Yeah, I thought it was going to be. Because of how like the thing was. The last shot. like, like it really chunk. Felt yeah, it swapped when he wakes up in bed. I think is when it swaps to it feeling like it's his dream. Yeah. Um, and I I thought that up to the point even after he killed himself at the very end, um, I was like, oh, he's going to kill himself and he's going to wake up and it's all going to happen his dream. But no, it it but wasn't. Then, it wasn't that. That was, that was pretty interesting, too. Like, I was... It was not what I predicted. Yeah. It was... I mean, it was... Yes, it was hard to predict. It was, it was a yeah. kind of a buck wild I still movie. don't know the answer. If, if it's I don't all think there dream. is one. I don't think there is one. I think that's... That plays, uh, like, to the strong points of this film. Like, mm -hmm. that it keeps it ambiguous. And I'm, I'm happy it did that. Like, if it, if it told us it was one way or the other, I really feel like I wouldn't like this movie as much. Yeah. Yeah, the one my biggest my biggest thing I love I really liked I think the ending with all the puppetry was great. I think if we want to hold well, off on that part. Oh, I was just gonna say like maybe we should mention just like how like to me it was impressive that like you know like they, they like at the end decided to just bring in like everything he had killed and like yeah. build all these giant yeah, like that's what I like the most. Corpses. Um, it's it was a weird turn because I was like this is a great like moment a great bright spot in this film which I think has other problems in my opinion I don't want to like you know I don't like me and Sierra hate this film but I like, don't hate it it's fine we <laughs> don't this but we don't we don't want to like you know detract from your pleasure of taking it so just make that clear first but I saw that I part. don't think you can to be honest like I enjoy this film well, that's good because you know sometimes people, people like I think people like criticize other films but then they like try to like drag down the people who like the film which is like I don't that, think yeah that is kind of problematic um, I don't think you should do that you, you can like what you like it's exactly. fine exactly yeah. yeah. you can also not like what you don't like yeah. you don't, there you don't we have go. to like yeah. anything either exactly. yeah. just making that clear so amiable uh, but when he brings out all these dead bodies it felt kind of full circle and it was also done in like a very clever way where the bodies are mimicking um, events in the past mm. that were significant to the plot yeah, and you also, I mean, there are people that you don't necessarily expect to be there, like uh, his brother's psychiatrist, psychologist is there, and yeah. I didn't know he was dead. Well, well, you were actually given a hint earlier in the film that he had been killed when the brother tries to tries say to, hi to him. Yeah, and, he's and it's the, the giant, other guy. Yeah. yeah, the guy from Big Fish. For the record, <laughs> he was in Big Fish. He was a psychiatrist. Uh, no, the guy who he thinks is a psychiatrist ends up being that really tall guy. He played the giant in Big Fish. He's also, uh, he also died. Rest in peace. They actually, well, like at the end, they said in loving memory of him, Andrew Getty, and some other person, but I'm not sure who the other person yeah, was. Yeah, I wasn't sure who the other person was either. But yeah, how did this movie premiere, is another question I have. Yeah. Is that if it was 15 years... So it ended up, the guy died, 
It, and he, then it went straight to Amazon? He died, but he died like having completed the film, yeah. but not having distributed it. And then somehow through some, you know, like world of filmmaking magic, it ended up on Amazon. It might also be on Shudder, um, but it, it, it ended up, it was straight to streaming. I, I don't believe it's ever saw theatrical release. Do you know sort of what the general public response was to it, if there was one? Well, um, the only response I saw to it was on the horror subreddit. I'm a pretty active part of the horror subreddit. That's where I get all my horror news. Mm -hmm. And uh, people, it, it, it was mixed, but tending towards positive, which I was kind yeah. of surprised by. I was surprised too, because yeah. I saw the letterbox review and it's like a 3-0. Yeah. And which is admittedly not great. But <laughs> I was expecting, from, from, from yeah. after my reaction, I never. I don't look at letterbox reviews. I would give it beforehand. like a two and a half. Totally I think it's pretty fine. <laughs> it's fine. <laughs> but if it, 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 it was interesting because like people obviously everyone recognized the flaws with the movie. Yeah. You couldn't watch the film and be like that was just a miracle of of cinema. You know yeah. like, that couldn't happen. Everyone saw that, but everyone was kind of saying like, "Wow, I'm surprised that just like this like millionaire meth head like sat in his bedroom for ten years and like made such a watchable film." <laughs> You know, that backstory is just yeah. It is. Yeah. It adds a lot to the. The film. backstory is like the arguably room. more interesting than the film. <laughs> like the room. Well, the room's also interesting, I guess. Yeah. 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 Um, oh, that makes sense. Actually, there's something I kind of want to talk about. There. Yeah. So the room. One of the big things is they always have like the framed photos of cutlery. Right? Yeah. And in this movie, uh, when you first see like TVs in the background, they have this really terribly oh edited God, footage. Yeah. yeah. And I thought that, it was like that was honestly part of the thing that led to sort of a dreamlike quality in one of the scenes. It was the scene, the second scene where they're in the restaurant. There's a TV on either side. Like there's one, there's one in the shot of the girlfriend and one in the shot of the brother, mm -hmm. and they looked exactly the same. And they looked like they'd just been photoshopped in. It was so weird. Yeah, it, it like it looks like the the footage is just hovering over yeah. the yeah. TV in frame. It but pulls focus from what's supposed to be in focus in the scene because you're just looking at the TV and trying to figure out what the hell is going it's on. It's a waterfall. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's a waterfall. Um, <laughs> it's the same thing on both TVs. Yeah. Yeah, it, it's the same angle too, so it's like, dude, this TV might just be like copied and pasted on. I, I think it is. It looks <laughs> like it is. It, like it doesn't even match the edge of the frame well. Like you see, it's a bit too far to the right. It's like over this lady's head in the background. Yeah. Yeah. It's and just then like there's some shots yeah. where it's not there. Like, I like technically the shot is closer so maybe it's just out of frame but you should be able to see some of it and it's just not there but had you guys noticed when they go to the pizza the pizza parlor with the sailors and the animatronics yeah it was like the budget it was weird because it looked like it was inside like a high school gymnasium that they had like blocked off half of it and cut off and they're using like paper plates and plastic spoons as like their cutlery mm -hmm. and then also if you go to the if you go to um, the ice cream shop, there are just so many knickknacks in the background. There are like toy trucks, cutouts, <laughs> uh, the cutouts of like the ice cream cone that it's made from like, um, Car like, like you would see in a kindergartner yeah. like, room where they're all made of paper yeah. cutouts. It's weird. It's like, it was, it looks like low budget. Yeah. Yeah. It definitely does. And, and there are, like, kind of a lot of elements of the film that, like, look low-budget. Yeah. And then yeah. it's just kind of weird seeing them kind of, like, juxtaposed with, like, like the really cool kind of camera work and, like, yeah. some of the cool, like, effects that you see around. Them. Like, it, it's, it's clear it's where the production spent its money. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's very clear. And then also, apparently, on the acting talent, though, it doesn't show. Like, everyone in the movie is, like, a real actor. They're not, yeah. like, just, like, random. Well, I mean, I think it shows. It doesn't show for 
anyone except for the main character. Yeah. The, um, like they do their best. They're fine, but like they're they're un, they're subjected the, to a, the a poor worker. script and mm-hmm. bad plot. The social worker is bad though. She is. The social She's, worker is last. We don't have a warrant. I don't care. Yeah. <laughs> what's, in, in, what's in plain sight or whatever. What's the main it, he says it like so much. He says it all it? the time. The main character. Yeah. The main character is Dennis. 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 Um, yeah, Dennis, the guy who plays Dennis is really quite good. Yeah, it, it's. I thought it was really especially impressive going back to those mirror scenes, like how he would so quickly flip from being Dennis to being the demon impersonating the mirror image of Dennis, because he still like had like the same Dennis voice a lot of the time, and he talked like in ways that you would expect would come out of like the real Dennis's mouth, but just like slightly twisted. Yeah. And I thought he pulled those off really I mean, well. It's because isn't it that they're the same person? Well, no. It's no, that he's. Like... It's like he's inside him. Sort of. Mm-hmm. No, isn't it that he was a genius before? Like, that was the plot. Like, he was a genius before. Yeah. yeah. That's him. Oh, he's a genius. That's what I thought. Like, I he thought basically yeah, he came w- back to being a genius again at the end. I, I was referring more to a little bit before that um, when Dennis would be speaking and his, his mirror reflection would be speaking, like, with kind of like yeah. the mentally oh, handicapped. Yes. Oh, okay, but, but he yeah. would say, but like you have to realize it's okay to kill children. Yeah. You know, and he'd say something like that, but like you'd like lead up to it in a very Dennis way. Oh, had yeah. he, this is completely unrelated, but I was thinking about it. Had you guys ever heard the term fifty cent words? Yeah, yeah. Okay, I had never heard that Maybe before. What does it mean? Means they're using like it, big words. Yeah, it's just big words. I've, I've actually but I've heard like it as five context? cent words. Um, it seems like those aren't very valuable words. Well, I, oh, I mean, it's, it's, it's a from a dated thing. Like cents used to be like really expensive, so they would be like. I guess you would read a paper and be like, that's a 50 cent word because it costs a lot of money to print on paper. Oh, yeah. Okay. That makes a lot of sense. Never mind. I don't know. That could be, that's my interpretation. No, that makes sense. That makes sense to me. But I've I've always just known it to mean like big, big words. Big words that people wouldn't know necessarily. It's also the demon Dennis uses 50 cent words. Like he uses big words. Mm -hmm. He just stumbles on them a little bit, which is an act, obviously. Mm -hmm. But. The first opening, I thought was super pretentious. These little fifty cent words. It was just him making this narration, and you don't know the character yet, so it sounds like this. Um, oh like, yeah, the narration like this, It sounds like so. a fifteen-year-old's manifesto. Yeah, like a know? film yeah. student's manifesto. Like this is gonna be the greatest symbolic work you've ever seen. Yeah, I I was the narration went on for so long at the beginning. I was like, is this whole thing gonna be narrated? <laughs> I, I was scared too. I was watching that and I heard that and I was like, oh shit, what did I get into? Like this is an hour and a half long. I can't listen to this man talk about his nightmares the whole time. I do want to give props to the special effects in that scene. In the dream sequence? Yeah, it, they in were the first, really, in the really beginning, really the intro scene was The fantastic. whole intro scene was great. Yeah. I, I also, on, the, on the, the horror show ride, like the carnival ride, yeah. I kept on expecting I was something so to get weird, stressed. and then it just yeah. went through, and I thought that was like so well done, because I that would never have expected well they would done. actually just like have him go through an empty room. Mm-hmm. I, I, I love that. That, yeah. that made me giggle. And what like you think? When, when, the, when his mother says, what makes you think it's over? That was fantastic. Yeah, I knew I something. Like really I was looking twist. at her, and I was like, something bad is going to happen now. <laughs> How much do you guys think it costs you to get all those carnival rides into the desert? <laughs> I, I, I honestly, I don't even know how much, like, I don't they had remember, like, like a They had part. set them <laughs> up. Like, all the prize booths had prizes all on the walls. And what if it was just an abandoned... I don't know. Oh, no, no way. That's like, that's a very yeah. infamous place where they shoot, like, car commercials. It's like the, it's like a dried up lake that yeah. has all those cracks it's in the ground. Something flats, I think. I want, it's not a salt flat, but it's, yeah, yeah, or something like that. They uh, film a lot of stuff there. Yeah. 
Uh, I really thought that scene was very cool. It was uh, shot completely differently than the rest of the movie. It was lit completely differently than the rest of the movie. Um, the like desynced audio was weird because the the actors were walking a little bit in slow motion and the talking was not in slow motion. So especially when the little kid was mouthing the words, they would not, like not be synced up with his lip movements at all. Um, and, and and the fact that they used like an adult voice for the small yeah. child yeah. was kind of fun, kind yeah. of interesting. Yeah, that might have been uh, my favorite part of the film. Uh, John's a little bit of a gullible person. Remember the videotapes? Where he's yeah. like forensics, taxidermy, <laughs> um, and then two others, I can't remember the name, but he's like, why do you have this, Dennis? And Dennis was just... After weaving him on a big loop around for about like two minutes, he's like, oh, so I got someone else's bag. And then he's like, oh, okay, good. Then <laughs> everything else is fine. <laughs> and then he goes and answers the door and then leaves and he's done. And then the same thing happens with the lucky you guy. The lucky you guy is trying to describe to him. He's like, oh, it's, everything's all good. And his girlfriend is clearly like, this is not okay. This is not okay for Dennis. I, I also like, too, how even when they have him meet the lucky you guy and have him, like, like try and, like, clear up the confusion about the books on tape, they, they, they have them discuss it, and they, they discuss it for a while, and then he still comes away believing that Dennis is okay. Like, mm -hmm. he still comes away thinking that there was a mix-up, yeah. even though they just had this long conversation. I loved how long they dragged that out. It was kind of silly. Jeez. This look is something else. What look? Well, we're just looking. He's got like, his, he's got like three buttons undone. This shirt, this shirt is super like silky. You don't see anyone in the business world wearing that anymore. And then, yeah, just the hairstyles, her hairstyle. Everything is so... It's not such her hairstyle. I feel like her hair would be like fine nowadays, but it's the what she wears. She's wearing these like... Um, three-quarter length super low V's which are not in anymore and haven't been for like a decade it's just like you can now that I know that it was filmed in the 2000s like I thought I thought it was like a period piece I thought it was meant to be set in the 90s but it was filmed recently but it was actually filmed in the 2000s which makes so much more sense there's just, also like every scene is so poorly designed like there's not a unified color palette there's not a unified set design it's just so much visual information for your brain to try to get a hold of. Yeah, look, so this scene where they're talking, it's one of the only scenes where there's like a clear focal point and not everything is in focus. It's the only part of the movie that feels like a real movie. And it's right at the end. It's too. right you at know, the it's, end. You it's, know, it's like they kind of figured out what they were doing, you know, or yeah. I guess not necessarily wrong, but what they weren't doing right. And I, I mean, I want to believe that it was a, an intentional choice. I want to believe that they were like, our movie looks so fucking weird so far. Mm -hmm. And at the end, we want to like trick our viewers into a sense of complacency and be like, oh, it's fine. It's stable now. It's a real movie. And then fuck them up really hard in the end. Do I swear too much on this podcast? <laughs> it's a lot. Right now we're, we're, we have uh, the clean lyrics logo on our iTunes podcast. We gotta get explicit on there, my dude. <laughs> yeah, we gotta fix that real quick. Uh, um, some of the... Uh, 
kills in this movie were uh, pretty fantastic. I was, I was just about to bring that up. <laughs> yeah, I feel like we have to talk about like the two like slasher style kills. That yeah. there, there, there's the one in like the sailor themed restaurant. Yeah, the bathroom, they, yeah. You see, you see the man like bending over, and then like suddenly the door bursts open. Dennis just comes in, knifes him in the head, and then like drags him and throws him out the window. Yeah. And it was just so sudden and so shocking. It was actually like one of the more effective like slasher kills I've seen in a while. And like I've seen a lot of a lot of slashers, you know. But like you always like expect that to happen in a slasher. And in this movie, like most of the violence up until that point had been implied. Mm-hmm. And so it was just so shocking. You're seeing like suddenly knife to the face, guy thrown out the window. And uh, it was like shot really well, you know, like they're following him, they have like the blood on the camera. And oh yeah, the blood like, does stick on the lens. Yeah, it is such a weird choice, but kind of effective. It was a weird choice, but it was like It really just deliberate. like really reminded you you were watching a movie. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. It, 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 was anyone else struck by just like the inclusion of like those two slasher kills in the movie? I, uh, my, my I'll one, be honest yeah. with you, I had my eyes closed for the other ones, so I wouldn't know the difference. My my one takeaway was after he's carrying the body, I'm like, where's the blood? There's no blood on Dennis or on the guy's face or anything. Well, that, but that there was, just, was there was, was at the end. Was it was in the sink. Blood. It was in the sink. Yeah. It was in the sink. And he was also wearing a dark red shirt and black mm-hmm. pants. Also, when Dennis murders someone, it looks like he dips his hand in paint, and there's like no. Oh yeah, yeah the just blood is so <laughs> fake. <laughs> it's just, ridiculous. It's, like it's so <laughs> red. Uh, I want to. It is a low budget movie, but I want like you know sometimes there's a, for me it's like there's somewhat of like a cheesy appeal to like horror movies. Like I was gonna go there was Ninja Zombie at the Grand Illusion last night that I wanted to go see, but I never I fell asleep and I didn't get to go see it. But that way it has a cheesy appeal to it that's kind of. It's just something uniquely horror of cheese that I don't like. Oh, my favorite kill in this film was the one at the end with the uh, with the drill. Oh, I fucking oh, hated boy. that action. <laughs> yeah, I did. Like, I did fully close my eyes and stop my ears was, for that scene. Oh my god! Yeah, and, he, and he, I like that she was a little bit awake too. So yeah. you're like, oh no! Yeah. Oh my god! And then he takes the, the, the fire extinguisher. Empties the contents of her head. I was your one tiny hole. It's great. I I had that scene narrated to me by my boyfriend going like, oh, oh no, oh no, oh, 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 and I couldn't see anything. Okay, building on that though, probably like the most shocking shot of the film, which you know for a horror movie is kind of yeah. an important shot, is when he's using the woman's head as like a ventriloquist dummy. Yeah, and, and then his fingers yeah. coming out of her mouth. Yeah. Oh my god. That. Yeah. You because you're you're seeing it from far away, so she yeah. looks like alive and fine, and then I it cuts to close, and she's got like the weird fake eyes yeah, like and the his taxidermy. fingers in her mouth. I think they like. I mean, I think it was intentional, and I think she was actually acting. In I think she was. Yes. Scene and then like they switched it to the puppet. In yeah, the I think I, that was very clever. It was. I mean, it was subverting your expectations, which is what horror does, I guess. Yeah. But uh, one of my favorite scenes in this that uh, was like just beautiful was the uh, when he walks into the room of mirrors. Oh, the hall of yeah, the like hall the, of the maze. maze. Yeah, the maze. That scene mirrors. was too long. It was beautiful. It was though. so long. At first, I was trying to figure out how they did it, and then I realized they had a two-way mirror that they were filming with. Yeah, they also did a really good job in this movie, uh, never showing the camera. Even though they work, were working with mirrors, like, 98% of the movie. Yeah, yeah, I, I actually, in, the in like, the Hall of Mirrors, I was looking for it a bit. I was like, it's going to show here. It's a low-budget, or, like, relatively low-budget film. I was doing the same thing, yeah. and that's why I'm very impressed by that. Yeah. So what was it? I think it's, I want, I think it's John Wick 2, where they have that mirror shootout, where you can see the camera sometimes. 
I've not seen a John Wick. But the thing I, is, I so didn't notice the camera. Maybe there was, but I'm, I'm not sure. It, it, sure, it's, there are it's movies. Literally, it's like a half second because you can't. This glass is like flying and shattering. But this one, I think they, I think they were filming it from behind a two-way mirror, and they couldn't see it. Mm-hmm. Makes sense. Yeah. I also liked when they had like the infinite hallway mirror mm-hmm. thing, and they had the demon show up like way down. Yeah. yeah. They, they showed that once, and it was like kind of surprising. But I really appreciated how, as uh, Dennis and like fake Dennis continued their conversation, you could still see the demon like way back there. Yeah. 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 Closer They're and closer. Also, the they did the infinite mirror trick. I think two or three times before the final shot in the mental asylum. Um, and the last time they did it was the freakiest because you're used to seeing throughout the course of the movie, not just in the infinite mirror scenes, you're used to seeing Dennis move. Like you can see, you can see normal Dennis and you can see mirror Dennis and they're both moving the same way. But in that scene, normal Dennis is moving one way and what's supposed to be that like the back of him reflected is not moving because it's all just the demon at that point. Mm-hmm. And he like turns all of his heads to look at him. It was very spooky. Yes. I, I, I loved all, like I said before, the mirror scenes were fantastic yeah. and spooky. And it, watching them when they like combine them with like the stop motion of the demon, like moving closer through the mirrors was also very spooky. Those like stop motion kills. Yeah. Delicious. <laughs> delicious, delicious, delicious. <laughs> um, uh, let me think. Uh, well, one one more thing I liked was when Dennis was watching the, the nature special and mm-hmm. it started talking to him. Yeah. I really enjoyed that. Um, I don't think there was anything particularly special about it. I just enjoyed it. Yeah. It was fun. And he was trying to say that Dennis is going to kill John and their family. But it was weird because the spider dynamic was between husband and... It's supposed to be like husband and wife. Or Spiders don't have husbands and wives, <laughs> but, but it's, okay. it's the male and the female yeah. after they mate, and then this, the female spider kills the male. And you think it's going to be something with John and his girlfriend, but no, it's just the concept of family, which is what, loosely he, inferred from... Did he see that before or after he killed the girl in the ice cream shop? Good question. Because if it was before, it would make sense symbolically. If it was after, it's a little weird. I think it was before. I think it was like almost immediately preceding that. Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. Except for, I guess, reversed. But uh, speaking of the girl in the ice cream shop, I also did really like when Dennis confronted her and we had that really uncomfortable conversation. Yes. She looked so uncomfortable. She did a really good job, actually. So so the spot... Sorry. Broke up the dynamic, but the spider scene happens after he kills the animals and before he kills this the this ice cream lady. Ice cream yeah, lady. After yeah. the animals and the children. Yeah. Um. Yeah, she was great. Like she, for such a bit part, she was very convincing. She like you genuinely felt like she was nice and she liked him, mm-hmm. but like. Obviously, he was being so weird and making her uncomfortable. Yeah, like he had just stepped like so far beyond yeah, the pale, and just like watching yeah. her try and stay civil while she's still like, like shooting him down. You know, Especially since it. she's been like freaked out before yeah. this scene. Yeah, yeah, she just had the scare like in the back, right? Yeah. Oof. And then she gets hit by a car, which was kind of weird. Yeah, yeah so I was, that was like a weird getting, choice. Yeah, getting killed. It was it was interesting they didn't show him killing her. Yeah. I thought I thought that would have been impactful. It would have shown like a little bit more of like his transformation, you know, because that would have been like the first person that was like close to him. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. But you know, she still died, so you know. It's yeah. Still then we got that great thing. scene where she uh, was naked and then turned into a scary, uh, terrible rib monster. Yeah. With her boobs on the wrong side of her, I hated it. 
It was so, I hated it. Yeah, well, I mean, she, she was, like, she looked weird, like, before she turned into the monster, and mm-hmm. I was like, did they, like, do something really weird with the makeup? Like, yeah. did, like, the makeup guy get into the meth, too? But uh, then she turned into the monster, and I was like, it comes together. <laughs> Beautiful. Yeah, we were yeah. trying to figure out if um, her skin was purposefully, like, dirty, but I think it's just that she's from California and has freckles all over. Oh, wait, I thought it was just because she's dead. Yeah, I thought it was skin supposed to look is model. a little bit paler you could see the veins a little bit more maybe i don't know i couldn't tell it might like that might, might have just been the lighting because the lighting was like really blue and white in that scene um and she has really like, pretty pale skin so it might have just made her veins show through a little bit more oh, there it is yeah so i don't know like it, it looks to me like she's made up to yeah. look dead um, she's not like if you look at her but yeah. her, her whole monologue is about how she's not she doesn't look dead her whole monologue is like i look fine and yeah. then she turns into a monster. It's true. I don't know. Hard to say. Yeah, it could have been like, could have been either way. Like she was supposed to look good and they just did a bad job or like she was <laughs> supposed to look bad and her monologue was supposed to be kind of like not fitting. Yeah. Yeah. Ironic. Um, let's see. Oh, the logo. Logo is like straight ripped off from the video game. Did you see that? Oh, I didn't see that. Look at Wait, the yeah. let's, let's see that. Also, the whole text at the beginning is like so rough. The, the opening text where it's like a really weird sort of word arty font with the, I think, spiderweb or maybe cracked glass. I can't remember which one. Uh, and then it turns red, which they is... Just, they oh, just wow. changed what, 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 it, what is the through line. So if you look at the Evil Within video game, Google listeners, Google the Evil Within video game, and it's just this one like nail that's going through that connects with the T, the I, and the I throughout the words. And then if you go to the movie poster... They just switch the number and there's another nail going through, or a knife in this case, different letters. Um, I don't know. I was like, this is just too coincidence. Uh, I don't know if he, like, I'm not sure if the poster was worked on by Andrew Getty. Oh, probably not, because it's after here. Yeah, after so, and that's like the thing that turned me off most about this film was the poster, because it's actually pretty crap. Yeah, it's, it's a horrible. It's gonna turn the listeners off because that's gonna be the cover art. <laughs> One of the worst posters I've seen in my life, actually. Yeah, it's pretty it bad. It's pretty bad. Yeah, I thought it was okay. No, it's it's bad. It's got that Harry Potter font, which is bad, but <laughs> that's Harry Potter font. Even yeah. though the credits too, it's all Harry Potter font. Really, it, what kind of bothers me about the poster is like the demon thing just looks kind of like a tired old man in the poster. <laughs> yeah. And in the movie, he was he was kind of spooky looking, and tired old men don't spook me that much. I don't uh, know. Tired old men spook me a lot. It's like he's been exposed to like too much radiation, like <laughs> nuclear radiation or fallout. Um, I would say I would see that kind of character as a ghoul from Fallout video games. Yeah, totally. Speaking of the credits, I was so worried there was going to be a jump scare at the end. Like, it lingers in black so long after the movie ends where I was like, there's, there's got to be something else, right? <laughs> and it finally, finally went to the credits. It was so relieved. Oh. Alright, so we don't do final thoughts on this movie? Yeah, after hearing, yeah. I want to see your opinions after talking about it, actually. Yeah, I felt like you guys had a lot of positive things to say about yeah, it. I think they there, you said you didn't like it. I think <laughs> there are a lot of positive... Or positive is not the right word. I think that there are a lot of uh, creatively... I don't want to say brilliant. I hesitate to say I would that. say the, he endeavored to do great things. I think there, there are a lot of really um, successful elements of this movie. But I think that they were squandered on this movie. Like, I think that some of the elements in this movie should be used in the future 
for a better movie <laughs> uh, to create sort of a dreamlike effect and and uh, the work with mirrors is really cool and I think that future horror movies in this sort of niche can take a lot from it and should but um, overall I think it's kind of bogged down by a bad plot and weird acting and the fact that it looks like uh, the early 2000s and the room. Yeah, speaking of the early 2000s, I know people hate on them a lot, but they're going to come back. They're going to come back and they're going to come back hard. You no, I back. know, but not yet. Well, we're, soon. Soon. We're going to get that point where the, when, the people who grew up with the yeah. 2000 films are going like, to grow up. And then like me. And me. And you. We're all the same age here. <laughs> they usually don't like early 2000 films unless there are... I don't know. Yeah, that's I just because you are the way you are, Greg. Films. You know, the Spider-Man trilogy? Spider-Man. Well, those are good. Was into, but they're early 2000s films. But when you watch them like Phone Booth, it's just like... Phone Booth is phenomenal. What are you saying? <laughs> I can't get into this right now. Okay. So no let's get more final podcast. takes on the film. Yeah, final yeah. Greg. Uh, it's not my favorite horror film, but like I said, it's... I will watch all horror, good or bad, and it's, it's kind of... Um, uh, masochistic viewpoint where I will watch something I know I will hate. So, like, I'll go see the screening of The Nun. I'm like, this movie looks like absolute garbage. And it was. But, you know, there's something, the draw to horror films. And also, I mean, I don't want to, like, you guys both liked it a lot, so it doesn't, like, it's also not, like, I feel like it'd be very undiplomatic to just rip this movie to like shreds in like really critical ways when you when you are evaluating it from a fact that this guy did it as his first film it is yeah. just a low budget film i think in yeah. context there's a lot to be said for this film yeah so i mean like there are understandable elements of why why they are using paper plates and plastic spoons and forks at the diner or at the pizza gallery and why the animatronics look so haunting but oh yeah that's an important thing that we would like to make clear to the listeners uh, me and Hank watched the movie with the backstory in mind. Yeah, and we uh, went into it with Sierra nothing. Sierra and Greg went to it, went into it blind. So that's why it's really nice hearing their uh, their takes after hearing the backstory. Yeah. Personally, since I heard the backstory before I watched the movie, I understood why all the things were there, and it was it was pretty fun. You know, when when I saw the octopus with the drums, mm-hmm. I was like, hey, that's the octopus with the drums. I love that. Uh, when I saw that he did really uh, creative ways of uh, for, like basically creating a scene, a killing scene, you know, he didn't do it in just a traditional Slash jump scare. Yeah. There was actually not uh, that many uh, traditional jump scares in this film. I feel yeah, I compared think really to, like, the other... only couple were with the demon, especially the one where he turns from his brother into the demon. Yeah, mm-hmm. I feel like like in the intro scene, I was actually kind of spooked when I, when they were going through the thing, and I then I was spooked. A lot of, you expect that. a lot of jump scares, yeah, and there but aren't you any. don't get any, yeah. and that's that. I feel is a very big positive for this film. Hank, what did you think? Well, I, I will say that I consider myself a fairly jaded horror viewer. I've seen mm-hmm. a lot of horror. I read a lot of horror. You know, I've listened to horror-themed music on occasion. Um, and so I've, you know, like in recent years, I'm, I'm rarely like shocked or surprised by a horror movie. But this movie was just so weird and so completely different from what I was expecting. And it had a lot of moments that I didn't see coming at all. Like even like when the brother turned into the, mm-hmm. into the demon, I didn't see that coming. So I just like really appreciated watching a horror and being consistently surprised by what I was seeing. I think I enjoyed that enough to overlook any of like the really obvious like filmmaking errors. I have a question. Do you think that 
you would have been as surprised by this film if it had come out in its time like if it had come out in like 2005 um would it be as interesting to you or do you think it would sort of have slipped by as a sort of shitty horror film um, I, I think it would have still been interesting to me just because it doesn't, uh, it, like, like, it, like uh, it would have been another shitty horror film, yeah. but at the same time, the shitty horror films of that era are all kind of of a type, you yeah. know, and this movie is not of that same type to me, you know, like it, it doesn't rely on a lot, a lot of like, it relies on some kind of cheesy gore and stuff, but it does, it, it's, it doesn't remind me of like an early 2000s horror film the way most early 2000s horror films would. So I think if it had come out in 2002, it still would have been surprising to me. Yeah. All right. Well, those are our thoughts. Uh, you know, we hope you guys watch the film. Check it out. It's on Amazon Prime, so you can check it out there. Uh, we're going to wrap it up here. Yeah. Um, you can find us on Facebook at UW Film Club or on Instagram and Twitter at Film Club UW. Uh, you can find this podcast every Monday at 8 a.m., for your commutes, walking to and from classes, get us there. We're on SoundCloud and now, now on, we're on iTunes, iTunes, baby. Okay, everyone listening, if you listen to this far, you're probably pretty dedicated. We need you to go give us a review, rate it, and write a positive review. So from what I've learned is that the algorithm likes high reviewed podcasts. Mm-hmm. So if you're in like this new or trending section, the more reviews we have the more will come up in search results and stuff like that. So we need you to pad the stats, okay? Yeah, just listen. If you don't like it, just lie. It's fine. (laughs) We're a five-star podcast currently. We got a five out of five on iTunes right now. But keep it that way. Yeah, keep it. Thank you so much for listening, you guys. We'll see you next week. Bye. Bye. Peace.